The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. TV I Say with Ashley Ray, another episode Another episode of TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another episode of TV I Say with Ashley Hello, TV I Say with Ashley Ray. We're back with another episode. Today, I am talking to comedian, just genius content creator. You probably know them from TikTok, Instagram, just all around wonderful person, Kareem Rama. We're revisiting the great TV shows of the peak TV era. What are they? What makes a TV show one of the greats? We're going to outline our criteria. And basically, if you're wondering, does this mean that I started The Sopranos? Yes, it does. We'll talk about that, too. We're also going to get into our White Lotus theories. We recorded this before Sunday's episode, before you listen to our theories, because looks like we're pretty much right on the money with that one. We might have to be leaning on Portia, the character I hate most, as the season comes to an end with the finale next weekend. So, you know, you're going to want to hear this conversation. We're getting into our watch list, our favorite TV great shows. Sit back, tune in. Hello, TV Club. My guest today. Someone who I think is so, so funny, one of my favorite comedians, just a brilliant person. Kareem Rama is here. You might know Kareem from his podcast first, Out of Order, which is a short film that has just premiered on Vice YouTube. So go check it out. But my favorite thing, Keep the Meter Running, a TikTok show you've maybe seen. It's blown up all over the place where Kareem gets in a taxi with someone, says, keep the meter running, take me to your favorite places. Let me meet you. I absolutely love it. Kareem, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I I really enjoyed that intro. You called me a comedian, which is uh, which is very cool uh, because that's what I want to be. <laughs> I've done your comedy show. So to me, hey, you're doing it. You're living the life. Uh, where'd you come up with the idea for Keep the Meter Running? There's a couple of pivotal moments in my life, uh, and they involve taxi drivers. Uh, and... I don't want to get too into too many details of this one time when I was very young. When I say very young, I mean like 21 maybe. I drove from Minneapolis to Chicago and we left on like Friday night at 5 p.m. and didn't get to Chicago till 11. And things were closed. So me and my friends like got invited to this really weird place and got into a cab. And let's just say that the cab driver pretty much saved our life. 
Uh, wow. Because he <laughs> dropped us off, but then he hid around the corner in his cab, knowing that we were probably going to not survive. Uh, so so he, he gave us a ride back to Chicago. It ended up costing close to $1,500 or $1,200 because we were that far away. Out yeah, of Chicago. and and maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it was like six hundred bucks. I'm I'm not sure, but he Still, was like, yeah, an that's, that's he was like ride. an angel, and it was a life changing moment where me and my friends were like, we have to stop being reckless because because <laughs> this taxi driver just saved our lives. <laughs> and then another time, a lot less dramatic, girl problems, real sad, taking a cab from Brooklyn or from Manhattan to Brooklyn, and this cab driver just had the best advice ever. He was like better than my therapist. I actually fired my therapist oh. immediately after that and hired him instead. <laughs> By the time we got to my house, he was I, I was like, hey, can we just like drive around for another hour or two? He's like, I'm going to have to charge you. I was like, okay, well, I'm broke. So it was great talking <laughs> to you and I, and I miss you, man. And, um, and that was the genesis. During that week, I wrote in my phone, keep the meter running. And that's it. I have had very similar interactions with like Uber drivers and taxi drivers where I'm like, you understand all of my issues. Can we like keep this relationship going? Like you're listening to me. You're you don't have to do that. You could just drive. But you're so nice to me. Yeah, they're incredible. <laughs> so your podcast first, uh, it's new. What is it about? So first is uh, it's it is a show where I tell another comedian the life story of a person who broke down a racial barrier in America, and they chime in with anecdotes, quips, jokes, funny ha-has, and hee-hees. Uh, and, and it's essentially the, the format is me trying to get through the story, an incredible story, because most of them have had incredible stories. Like the first non-white player in the NBA – was actually a Japanese guy called Wataru oh, Masako. Whoa. And no one knows that. And he actually, what? I, uh... yeah, he came in the NBA five years before a black person joined the NBA. And so yeah. it's me telling the story. And then the my fellow comedian, whether it be Sidney Washington or Alyssa Limpiris or Rami Youssef or Nimesh Patel, so many great people on the show. I absolutely love this. It sounds like a podcast drunk history without anyone being drunk. That's exactly right. Podcast drunk history uh. without anyone being drunk. First with Kareem Rama is the name of the show. Check it out. Spotify, Apple, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, Kareem, I think you're so great. You have these amazing ideas. Today, Kareem is here to talk to me about revisiting the great, something that I like to do around the holiday season. You know how every week you guys tell me to watch The Sopranos because I've never seen it. And finally, I have started it and I just I watch like an episode a day because it just moves so slowly to me. That's what we're talking about today. Revisiting the greats. What is it like to watch these shows? Everyone has probably already spoiled for you a million times so much later. But before we get into that, uh, Kareem, what have you been watching over the last week on TV? What do you like to do with your at, TV? At this exact moment, uh, I'm on episode 2.75 of Fleischman is in trouble. How are you feeling about that? The first episode I liked a lot. I was like, I'm into this because I am recently divorced and I empathize and I had the same experience as that guy. But then, yeah, I'm unsure, though. Like at the second episode, I was like, eh, mm, but then at the end of it, I was in again. So, OK, we'll have to see what and happens. we have a stellar cast. here. If you if you don't know, Fleischman is in trouble. It stars Jesse Eisenberg, a recently divorced, like 41 year old. Uh, and then you have Claire Danes, Lizzie Kaplan, Adam Brody. I, like it's uh, Josh Radner. If you love how I met your mother, 
I'm happy he has work. Uh, So... I feel like it's one of those shows that like Hulu and FX are like, we got to get everybody into this. It's going to be so big. And I don't know. It kind of feels like the patient to me, which like had this big cast. And then people are just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's out. Whatever. Wait, isn't it creating some sort of cultural buzz? Though? I saw like a New York magazine spread about like recreating Fleischman's 2016 New York because I guess the show set in 2016. And it was like oh. a big like two page spread about like New York in 2016. But it's all pegged to Fleischman. That sounds like sponsored content. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Like, secretly sponsored. Come on. Fleischman's New York. It didn't say sponsored on it. Native sponsor, secret hidden content. Come on. But Come you're on. right that there, there's no discourse about it on Twitter. It's not like it's not like making a cultural moment. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to sound like I don't have any sympathy for white men, but I do think there was like uh, ABC had uh, Mr. Corman, I think, with um, Joseph Gordon, Gordon-Levitt, where he was like a sad, recently divorced man. And I think people kind of got tired of just the like sad white dude finding himself story. But Jesse Eisenberg is so talented. I, I'm going to give this a shot eventually. Yeah, he's 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 great. He's I mean, he's plays the same character since the social network like this guy and Fleischman yeah. is just Mark Zuckerberg Jesse Eisenberg guy <laughs> it's the same guy there's no difference and but he does it really well and I, I would be curious as to if there's range I have I think I've only seen him in like a movie I think is that movie called Double or, oh. or something like that where it's like there's two of him yeah and I think they're both still the same was he in the yeah, karate both... mo- was he in the karate uh... movie or was that someone else I think that the was someone defense. else. He was he was in uh, Adventure Land, like with the zombies, and that's yeah. the only time I've seen him kind of do something different because he had to like kill zombies. Yeah, I'll have to wa- rewatch that. I saw a long time. That's Woody Harrelson, right? No, no. It's yeah, other, yeah. Woody other, Harrelson okay, yeah. and uh, Emma Stone. It's a good one. Yeah, I'll, like re-w- I'll rewatch that. And then I've I've been. I just finished. I'm like supporting brown boy comedy, so I, I watched Mo and I watched Rami recently. Uh, of course. What do you think? I love both. Um, yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not just saying that. Okay. <laughs> you know, Look, I'm hey, not just there's saying- a hey. There's a few shows I'm like, oh, I I love a Black Lady Sketch show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I absolutely love Mo and Rami. I just think they're some of the most exciting, like, experimental shows that we've had. I'm sure Rami will get another season. It's sad that we haven't heard from Netflix if Mo is getting renewed. Like, that, uh, did you finish it? Yeah, and it seemed like a huge hit. Like, I, I, there there was a lot of cultural discourse, and I think it was trending for a couple of days, like as number one or number two, which is hard. Yeah. It was, you know, it's like difficult for a show like that to be number one. Yeah, especially when Netflix barely promoted it and it, it's so good. So I hope we get it renewed. Uh, big fan of Mo here on the podcast. I, that the, the cliffhanger it ends on, I was just like, you can't leave this story here. <laughs> well, that's why the people demand a season two. They did that exactly. probably so. genetically engineered it. And, and then Rami is, has been, you know, from the moment I saw that show, and at that time, I don't even know when that was. What was that, like 2017, 2018? I think so, yeah. Like, I wasn't really in comedy yet. I was, like, just, you know, watching it as a civilian. Um, and, 
you know, I was so drawn to that story because it's just, you know, it's a story that a lot of Arab Americans go through. And like, you're just like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do here, especially if I'm Muslim, which I am. It's like very confusing to live in a Western society. And and he nailed it. And and yeah. I've always been just like drawn to that show. And I think the that season three, like, do we do spoilers on here? Kind no of. spoilers, okay. Okay. but you can like talk kind of around it. The, the character development of Rami in season three is yeah. so interesting, and so it took like such a different turn than I thought it would take. Yeah, I thought that like the newest season would be them kind of finally calling him out and him forced to deal with sort of the repercussions of you know what we saw happen with like the wedding and all that, and instead it's like he truly changes like the final scene of him on that beach. I was just sobbing and I'm like, this is not a comedy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it has definitely turned into more of an Atlanta esque show where it's like, it's humorous, but it's yeah. like very much so like not just a comedy anymore. And yeah, um, like you still get the stuff with like oh, the episode with the poop and the, like oh, plural yeah. merit. That one was really hard to watch for me. Yeah, I, yeah. That was gross. I wasn't into that. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's it's just it's a good show, and I can't wait to see how it ends. Um, I think yeah. season four is supposed to be the last one. But it, it's a. It, I mean, it was he really he fucking killed it. Like he's he's just yeah. done a lot for American television and so much bringing a completely new perspective and then him putting uh mo on and being the co-creator and co-writer yeah. of that show is like it's just tight it's just a good thing to happen you know yeah and i just i want to see rami and mo at the top of more best of the year list i like i feel like it's not getting the end of the year recognition everybody's putting the bear at the top of their list fair enough i like the bear did you like the bear I loved the performances. Uh, I, you know, Io so amazing. Just Breakout loved star. her. Yeah, breakout star. Loved the, just loved the like vibe and tone of it. My only issue was just that as someone from Chicago, there were a lot of things that were inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, and it, I was like, yeah, all it would take is one Chicago consultant to to fix these things. That's all. Just a little Give care to detail. Little Ashley Ray. Yeah, just a little no. bit of hey, hey, hey. Here we don't we don't say that. That's a that's a New York term. When you're Very like, oh, traffic's like blocked. To the, we don't say that stuff, you know. So, and then just some of the things with the food. It was like uh, we don't like in Chicago. We don't have a health grading system on restaurants. Oh, uh, like there's no AB. That's just a New York thing. But they do it in the show, and everyone was like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> like, do you think they did it as a as like fiction? Or were they? Yeah, just like- I think it was like to because I, in Chicago, I mean, in Chicago, we just have a pass fail. And if you get a fail, like your name goes in the newspaper and it's on a website that like your restaurant failed, but you can still work and serve things. So I was like, you could still get the same narrative stakes. But I think they thought, oh, more people will be used to the graded system and we can just like quickly explain like, oh, their grade went down. You got to sacrifice sometimes. But on my watch list, I have been watching Mythic Quest. The new season premiered on Apple TV. I have had an interesting relationship with Mythic Quest, where the first season kind of just felt like flavorless candy, something that you could just consume and not really care about. 
in this latest season, they've actually like they reset things in a way that are so interesting. I'm like, oh, I actually do like this show. It's not just something that I let play and don't care about. You know, I think Apple TV is really trying to come for Peacock when it comes to like new comedies. For a moment, it seemed like Peacock, which NBC, the network that dominated our Mm -hmm. Thursday nights with Community, 30 Rock, The Office, the voice of comedy. When they started Peacock, it was like, well, we can put all of these weird comedies there that we still want to do, but like they don't work on network anymore. So originally we had like Girls 5 Eva, which was like is a Tina Fey production, uh, Killing It, uh, Shrink. Uh, we Are Lady Parts, Saved by the Bell Reboot, AB AP Bio. Uh, There were just so many good comedies they were focused on that were like a little weird, but still really smart and clever, uh, The Resort. And they're just not renewing them. Now all of a sudden it's like they realize like, oh, we're not doing it. Like we're not getting enough attention for comedy. So let's just like cancel all the shows and now they're trying to, I guess, be the network of horrible documentaries. <laughs> I think Peacock is the only streaming service I do not have. And you're kind of convincing me to get it. I convince a lot of people to get Peacock. I First of all, you, you can watch all The Office and that 70s show on it. So that's great. That 70s show is uh, amazing. Oh, yeah, it holds up. Uh, over on the Patreon, we've been doing a rewatch of season one. And that show is still good. So that I guess that's also on my watch list. I've been watching a lot of that 70s show. <laughs> that's great. I like that show a lot. So funny. Do you have any uh, reality shows on your watch list this week? Interesting little chicken nugget of information. I have not really watched a lot of Bourdain. And, oh, wow. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't know why. I guess, honestly, the reason I think is just because I'm not really interested in food shows. I've just never been like I'm not on Chef's Table. I'm not on any food thing. Uh, yeah. The closest the closest food show I've watched is the Bear, um, <laughs> and and I was like, you know, like I started getting all these comments on my Keep the Meter Running videos that are like, this guy's the next Bourdain, like 2020 Brown Bourdain, 2022 Bourdain. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is I I know that this is nice because I I I did like Kitchen Confidential. I did yeah. like the Bourdain uh, docs. I did like. Like, I like Bourdain as a human yeah, being. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. And his quotes are amazing. And just like kind of I, I just like the mythology around him. And I like his voice. I like all the yeah. things about Bourdain. I just never got around to watching the show. <laughs> so so I was like, OK, Thanksgiving time. I better like I did like a real like lazy white man, white dad thanksgiving where like my mom and my sister and my girlfriend and her mom were all here at my apartment and i was like (laughs) i'm gonna go sit on the couch and just watch bourdain (laughs) by myself yes that is a very white dad you you ladies handle things in the kitchen i'll just be out of your way over here they they were like getting along and having fun i was like i really don't cook so i was like i'm useless and they're having a good time so i'm just gonna go sit on the couch and it was awesome <laughs> i never do that I, I don't sit on the couch in my regular life so this was like a special treat yeah. for me for have one day and um and i started just like going through bourdain and i was like I, I mean obviously i like him and i like the show and i was just like i understand why you know when it premiered or like because there was um parts unknown before or no it was no reservations then parts unknown and at the time I'm I I have now understood that that like was just not on TV before that. Like there yeah. were no food shows. There were like, no food. Yeah. A, yeah. This is like the first one. I'm kind of the same. I don't love food shows. I'll do competition shows like I love Nailed It. 
but like regular food tra- they, they just make me hungry and upset because I'm like I'm never gonna get to try this and I don't <laughs> it, yeah you know I, I think really the I started watching it because he had uh, Himanshu Suri from the Pandas Races. I love, I love him. He's cool. I, I love, I love Hima, and so that was. I was obsessed with Das Races, and they were on an episode, and that's when I was like, okay, I'll watch this. <laughs> Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day, or baking a cake for an extra special day. Eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Let's get into our topic of the ep. What makes good TV great? What are the greats? Why, you know, did we have this golden TV of television, but the two of us ignored so many of the big shows? Uh, For you, what gives a show that ranking of like, this is one of the greats, you know, like this is the Soprano level, Leftovers Mm -hmm. level? I I mean, I think for a show to be a great, there has to be two things. And I'm making this up on the spot. So (laughs) uh, the first is an antihero main character. Yeah. And you have to that that is like a commonality between all of these shows is that you're like, wow, this guy's a piece of shit. Wow, I see why he's doing this, but wow, he's a piece of shit. And you just have to like do that the whole time. <laughs> you know, from episode to episode, you're like, I like this guy. I hate this guy. I like this I guy. Hate I this hate guy. this guy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that that is one, you know, thing that uh I think is a driving force in regards to making a show great. And then the second thing is just tremendous stakes at hand. Yeah. You know, or some sort of mystery that we just... Yeah, you want to know, you want to uncover, you know, oh, Don Draper, Dick Whitman, oh my goodness. That, I think, is what separates, say, yeah, The Sopranos, Breaking Bad's Mad Men's from from The Girls, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. Girls is, I would say, anti-hero, but there aren't really stakes there. You're just chilling with those people every episode. But because it has one of those elements, I think it's still a good show, even though it's a hate watch, but it's still a good show. Yeah, I yeah. I for me, not a hate watch. I genuinely love girls, but I do understand that it is frustrating to people. <laughs> it's a, yeah, the characters are so unlikable. And I think they're written in that like I think they're written intentionally to be unlikable, right? Yeah. I would, oh I would yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. You're supposed to hate them, and yeah. they nail it. They they really nail it. Yeah. Uh, for you, what would you say was like the first golden TV era show that you kind of remember getting into? Mine was Mad Men for sure because Absolutely. I I actually also kind of was anti TV. You know, I was wow. yeah when I was young. 
which is really weird. But yeah. it's uh, I was like, TV sucks, and it's because I was very much so an internet person. Uh-huh. Because before that, I was just like, I would rather be on the internet, like like learning or making things or talking to people or building some, like learning how to build a website. Like I was just into the internet, you know, I wasn't really into yeah. watching TV, but that is the one that turned me into, you know, a TV fanatic. I would agree. That was the show where I was like, whoa, the outfits they wear have meaning. The colors are like hinting at things. There are are metaphors at work here. Like, whoa, TV can be really smart and not just Mm -hmm. I I, I think up until then, I probably mostly watched sitcoms and, you know, like NBC comedies and whatever my mom watched, like the Golden Girls and stuff. (laughs) And that was really the first time I was like, oh, my goodness, TV. Like, yeah. And I would say the first big, great show that I skipped out on was Lost. That was the first. Like, everyone was talking about Lost. Everyone was like, you got to watch Lost. And I was like, too mainstream. I'm not doing this. No, thank you. I didn't watch it either. Have you watched it since? Like, have you ever been like, I'm going to try with Lost? No, but I did go to the Wikipedia page because I was just like, (laughs) I just need to know what the fuck happened. So I literally went to the season finale and I was just like, what happened? Yeah. Like, I remember when the last episode, everyone was talking about it. And I was just like, I'm just going to read this stuff. I don't care. I will never watch this show. (laughs) The the problem is, it sounds like most diehard fans or all fans essentially were disappointed by the finale. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to watch something where I know that the finale is not going to deliver on the promise of the show because that's just torture. Yeah, it wasn't for me, you know. But speaking of The Leftovers, isn't – or speaking of Lost, isn't that the same creator? Or I think so. Or adjacent? Let's let's look. Yeah, we, we, think... we can look this up. They'll cut this out later. Oh, okay. I mean, it's funny to have it in the show, the process. <laughs> yeah, let's keep the process in. You know, editor, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see here. Because uh, that was J.J. Abrams and Damon Lindelof and Jeffrey Lieber and then... Oh, no, Damon Lindelof, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he was oh. involved in both. <laughs> the first headline here, uh, when I put in The Leftovers Lost show, the first headline's from The Virgin. It says, you hated Lost's ending. It's time to watch The Leftovers. See? So why deal with Lost when I can just watch The Leftovers, which I will admit right now that I've never admitted to all of you, I've never watched The Leftovers. You should not be shamed by that because I just watched it and it's December 2nd, 2022, and I just finished the season or finished the show like four days ago. And it it came out in 2014. And I just, everyone was saying, it's so good. Justin Thoreau, oh my goodness. And I just couldn't get into it. I tr- I remember trying to like watch an episode, which is probably unfair because I think I just jumped in somewhere and was like, okay, everybody's talking about this. What is happening? <laughs> Wait, and did you start? Did you start on the wrong episode? Probably. I just like, yeah, I think I it came back for the last season and I was like, I'll just watch the last season. Like, I'll just jump right in. <laughs> well, you know, I, I started it a long time ago and I accidentally watched the season finale of season one <laughs> first. And I was like, this show makes absolutely no sense. No sense. <laughs> I was like, this is a dumb fucking show. And then I realized like maybe a week later that I had watched the last episode first. And then I was like, okay, well, I need to forget what happened. And yeah. so I just let it go for seven years. Seven, yeah, that's how, you know, that's the best way to do it. Just put seven years of time in there. And there you go. <laughs> I did not like the show, but I watched the whole thing. 
You didn't like it. That's I feel like people are always praising this show. What didn't you like about it? I liked season one. I loved season two. And I absolutely hated season three. And the show is extremely frustrating. It it was it's like I like a frustrating show because yeah. I think that is what like I was watching, I swear to God, four hours of the leftovers per night because I was like, I must know what happens. And it unraveled just a little bit too slowly to feel like perfect. And then yeah. I feel like it what what really frustrated me is that I think it it did not deliver on its premise or its promise. And it strayed away from the things that I liked about the show, which was a sense of like, let's call it magic. Yeah. Um, and and not supernatural, but like the fact that, you know, 1.5 million people disappeared from Earth is like magical in a way. Yeah. And it and it and it strayed away from this alternate reality and it kind of went back into regular reality and i hated that part i hated it so much yeah i hated that it that it lost because there was like false messiahs and there were like real messiahs and you were like well are they real messiahs are they false messiahs there were like cults that were like yeah where did these people go is all this magic and like by season three there's it's just like scientific well. Yeah, I feel like I started I watched something and it was like them talking about some time travel device or like science thing to bring back people. And I was just like, I don't I don't know. I don't get this. Mm-hmm. I will say The Leftovers, probably one of those greatest shows I'll never watch. Like, I just think I'll I'll never get to it, probably. I, I think it had the premise to be a great, but I don't want to put it in my grades. I'm not putting it in my grades. Fair enough. Fair. So it's out. So it's, out of it's out of your grades. What are what is in your grades? Uh definitely the Sopranos. Yeah. yeah I, cool. I I just waited a long time to watch that too. Like I didn't watch it when it was coming out. And I always was like, who wants to watch a fucking mob show? I'm not huge on the mob uh shows or like Boardwalk Empire. I haven't watched, but like for some reason I'm I'm not into I guess that one's like more of a period thing, but I'm not into yeah. that. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire, uh, Carnival, those are two greats I will never watch. Those, like, it's <laughs> Wait, just, why, just too old like, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and what what is that other, uh, even, like, Peaky Blinders, for some reason I put into that category. Yeah. Which I haven't watched. Have you watched Peaky Blinders? No, no, it's another one. Everyone's like, well, Peaky Blinders, it's so great. And I'm just like, is it? I don't, I don't like like mustachioed men with like little knives, <laughs> you know. Like, I give me the fat New Jersey guy with a gun. Yeah, you know, no period pieces for you. <laughs> no, but but Sopranos, yeah, that's a great. It, I I I couldn't. I've tried Breaking Bad three times. Can't get into it. Why can't you? Okay, so I can't get into the Sopranos. I have such a hard time getting into it every time. I've rewatched the first episode probably five times because I just watched the first one and then I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's well, well, what episode are you on now? It's literally the second episode. Yeah, I truly last week was like, okay, finally, I'm going to do it. And I'm watching it so slowly because I still am like, it's not resonating with me. I'm trying, you know. It takes a couple episodes until you're super in. But I, I, I'm almost 100% positive that by, like, the fourth or fifth, you will be, 
addicted. Okay. I think. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, these racist Italians. What? Okay, he's therapy. Sure. What? Okay, gangs. Whatever. I don't know. I never really liked The Godfather or whatever. So it just feels like that. But you didn't feel that the that the uh, mafioso going to therapy is like just a good little. You're like, okay, this might be interesting. No, it's 2022. Everybody <laughs> should be in therapy, like, including include, including uh, heads of the mafia. Yes, everyone. Like maybe back when this premiered in the 90s, that was a radical premise. But today, I'm like, okay, is yeah. How, is that how old it is? Yeah, it premiered in 1999. Holy shit! Right? Yeah. Well. Uh, it holds up cinematically, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that makes it a great. So I should probably get over myself and watch it and love it. But why Why can't you get into Breaking Bad? I mean, that's a, that from the pilot is like, let's go. I I don't know. I don't know. It's like Walter White is just not doing it for me. You just hate people with cancer? <laughs> Well, the first time I was like, this show's too sad. <laughs> That's what I did. The first time I was like, I don't want to watch this. The second time, I think I got all the way through season one. And then I just, you know, just like, it just, you know, what happens sometimes where it just like goes away. Like you watch yeah. something else. And, all, and I, I've totally forgotten about it until this conversation. That's so wild. Like, I feel like that, like how that first season cliffhanger is like, you got to keep watching break. I, I don't know. I maybe. Because I watched Breaking Bad live, like when it aired, and I would, you know, after every episode, run to the AV club and like read the recaps and breakdowns and people's theories of what would happen. And I feel like without all of that kind of celebration around it or just interest, it would be hard to get into. Yeah, I think that I mean, that is one of the best things about like White Lotus, for example, yeah. is that I I think... And and you know the last show that we had was was that was like that was like Game of Thrones right like oh, of course, probably yeah. and do you, do you consider Game of Thrones great <sighs> or does it have to age a little bit more? I think it I, I think it deserves the great ranking. It did change TV in a big way, even if it is one of you know, I, a disappointing ending doesn't take away from something being a great as we see with mm-hmm. Lost. Uh, as I guess we some people say with the Sopranos, they hate the ending to it. So even though Game of Thrones had one of the worst final seasons, yes, I would say it's yeah. a great like it was appointment television. Like you had to see it with everyone. And it was so fun because I don't watch sports, but like Sunday night was like yeah. a sports thing. It was like everyone was watching. It was so fun. And I yeah. feel like like White Lotus is not as big as that, but at least there's a, you know, there's, there is a culture of watchers. Yeah. It's like an appointment viewing thing where it's, I know I have to watch it immediately because if I open Twitter, people will spoil something immediately for that show. Yeah. And I, and I, I think it's so interesting that like Netflix was so kind of praised for dumping seasons and just yeah. being like here's and and they did that with Stranger Things, all of it, right? Or did yeah, they, they did? They, they, and then at the end, they started kind of breaking it up into half seasons, mm-hmm. but like it still wasn't. And then they've tried to do some shows with like a weekly drop, but I, I don't I, like mostly their reality shows. I don't think it really works out for them. You mm-hmm. know, it's like just let me binge it. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's interesting that when. They did do, they innovated that, which was just like, here's the whole season. And people were like, fuck yeah. But then now 
it's back to like there is a really nice feeling of like having something to look forward to and joining the discussion and being a part of something if you're not like a sports fan, for example. Yeah. You know, like I don't watch sports. So like this is the closest thing I have to like something to look forward to and that other people are watching at the same time and you have characters and you're like some of my friends came over the other night to watch a movie and we all talked about, you know, our theories for White Lotus and yeah. who's going to kill who and blah, blah, blah. So it is like a sports. Do you want to uh, share one of your White Lotus theories? I kind of want to hear one of your. I'll share the one that my friend, I think, had a good, had a really good theory. And okay. it's that uh, the old gays yeah. are grifters. Yeah. And that they do something to Jennifer Coolidge's character. I feel like they're trying to scam her into, like, buying that property or, like, giving them money to take care of it. I just I remembered the part that I was thought was interesting. It was that her husband is in on it, too. Oh. And that's why he left. But the old gays and him are in cahoots. And that's why they know she's rich. And that's why they know her weaknesses. And that he's trying to get the money, too, and they're going to, like, split it. Oh, I like that idea. A good theory. Yeah, that's a good theory. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. And maybe he's not, like, cheating with a woman, but, like, with this guy or something. Okay. Yeah. And, and oh, and, and his other theory was that, like, you remember when the old gay talks about how he um, fell in love with a straight man once and they never had sex. Yeah. My friend thinks that that's her husband. Oh. And so they've known each other for a long time. I like these puzzle pieces. They're fitting together for me. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. I'd say White Lotus, probably one of the greats. I mean, it's won a lot of awards. I I think uh, it's interesting because I don't know if it's one of those shows that can withstand being watched without sort of like the public conversation around it, which is in it because I feel like HBO is the only network that is still regularly achieving that. And like Mm -hmm. Hulu has switched to a weekly model for some of their shows. It's weird how they decide because like Rami, they released all at once. Uh, The Bear was all at once. And then like Welcome to Chippendales, Pam and Tommy, they released it like an episode at a time, The Patient an episode at a time. 
but you didn't see people like talking about those shows the same way. But I, I the wh- like White Lotus. I don't know if this has been done before, but like this, I like that they've made this format that can have a recurring ca- or a new cast for every season. Has that happened before? Where it's like here's the show, but like here's the different. Not there have been time? like yeah, there have been anthology shows. I would guess. The closest to this, because usually it's like a completely fresh start, like entirely new cast. But with White Lotus, you get Jennifer Coolidge's character as like a through line. So I would say probably the closest is like American Horror Story. (laughs) I I didn't watch that one. Yeah, fair enough. Ryan, it's not a good show. It's not good. (laughs) Why I continue to watch it is just because if Ryan Murphy makes something, I'm required to watch it as a gay person. Um, It's just a law. But that show, like they each season is technically like a new horror story or whatever. But then there are some characters and people who like carry through to different seasons. But mostly it's just a mess. And whatever Ryan Murphy does cocaine and decides he wants to do. So. (laughs) (laughs) I I, that's that's interesting. I don't think I've ever really watched. A horror TV show. I like horror movies, but I haven't really gotten into a show. Yeah. And it's really just American Horror Stories. The only show doing it. Is it worth it? No, not really. Maybe a few seasons. Season one and uh, season one you could skip. Season two. Asylum. Only one that's kind of worth it and really scary. You you know what? Okay. Here's a good question. The greats that have just one great season. Like maybe American Horror, Horror Story is a and you know the one that I think defines the genre of one season greats is Black Mirror. Ooh. Oh. I there're going to be listeners who say that's a controversial opinion. No, people one love was, Black Mirror. No, no. Oh, all of it? Yeah. No, 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 no. Season yeah. 1 legendary and royal will agree season season two and three and whatever that weird choose your own adventure thing fully out yeah i hated the choose your own adventure thing uh but like the san junipero season people were like oh it's so good and i was like that was just one good episode exactly i agree with that i agree with you that was just it was like maybe one good episode and then maybe a couple okay episodes but like season one was fucking so good yeah like if and I if someone was like, oh, where should I start with Black Mirror? I would be like, you could really just watch the first season. For sure. And and I don't know what happened to that show. It's like they complete like it had so much promise. And it, yeah. it almost feels easy. That show feels easy because like we live in a dystopia and yeah. you can just pick whatever you want and just be like, okay, like let's do an episode that's like similar to the purge <laughs> or, or something, but it's like Based on race, like it's yeah. like black versus they, white. I feel like, yeah, they just like can throw things at a New York Times paper and just be like, future science bees take over <laughs> astrology. Let's go. It's yeah, an episode. Exa- ex- exactly. And, it, and it, would, it could be great, but like, I don't know what happened. It's kind of sad because that it's, was a good, good yeah, show. It's that real life became the black mirror. Right. We're living right. in it. So it was like, how do you have a sh- when when reality is the black mirror. Yeah. Okay. Just heighten it even more. <laughs> heighten it even more. Yeah, just keep going. So Mad Men, I do an annual rewatch of Mad Men because I think it is the best of the greats. Uh, to me, it is the one I can watch at any time, anywhere, start at any point. Uh, you're doing a rewatch right now, right? Mm-hmm. How's it been feeling? Incredible. Right? Like, truly, I'm like, every episode I go, this is such a good Show. show yeah 
it's just perfect. It's a perfect show. And and yeah, the set pieces, the characters, the storylines. Uh, obviously, uh, Dick Whitman slash Donald Draper is just probably the best TV character. I mean, it's it is tough between him and Tony Soprano. You'll say it's Donald Draper, but yeah, no, I mean, no, you'll, I, you'll I can't say. say I don't know Tony <laughs> that well, but. but Oh man, it hits so hard, and and uh, it's funny because my girlfriend also loves the show, but yeah. she gets really angry because of the way that women are like, oh yeah, treated and portrayed. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like that's the point. And she's like, no, I get so fucking pissed. So like, we have to take breaks <laughs> in between. Like, we have to like give her yeah. a breather. I mean, the way they treat Peggy sometimes, it is so frustrating, and you just want to yell and you want to be like, that was her idea for Belle Jolie lipstick. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And so, so we're you know we're getting through it. I, it. It sucks. I mean, the whole having a partner and, and is it her TV first together. time watching it? No, no. She's okay. actually watched it like twice. She's she's a I'm I'm not a huge rewatcher. Okay. I I don't do that many. I don't think I've ever rewatched a TV show. Wow. I'm a big rewatcher. Like Mad Men, I've probably seen the whole thing four or five times. Really couldn't tell you. I rewatch it every year. Uh, the Wire, I've rewatched easily like eight or nine times. That's a lot of hours. that's a lot of times to watch it yeah i took a class on the wire in college like wow <laughs> yeah, i've we never had a, seen the wire you've never seen the wire i watched one episode and i was like not feeling it okay no, okay okay if i can get through the sopranos you can do the wire i will do the wire when the this, time if right. we can promise each other this trade i'll do the sopranos if you watch the wire <laughs> i'm gonna save the wire for the next pandemic yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It is you know because I don't want I don't I don't want to not have a show. True, and it is a full <laughs> four seasons. Like it's a whole world they build on that show. Right. I love the why like that. But the thing with it with it is I at this point I have a hard time rewatching it. Like now I I never just go back and go like oh let me like revisit the wire. The Mad Men is the only show I do that with. Maybe it's because when I first started watching it. I had just had my wisdom teeth taken out and I was like out of my mind on Vicodin and just <laughs> like just sitting in bed under a fan watching Mad Men for hours. And now anytime I watch it, I'm like back in that zone. I'm just like, yeah, we're chilling. Right. Like life is good. <laughs> I have no pain. Just Mad Men. It's wonderful. That's so nice. That's nice. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's very nice. Yeah. So. So we, I feel like we both have a great recommendation that we can start on here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to watch The Wire. I really am. It's just like it's one of those big commitments. And I know that if I start The Wire, then I can't watch Fleischman or anything else. Because I, I, yeah. for me, it's like when I do TV, I, I my goal is to finish. Yeah. So it's like every night I oh, watch, yeah. like like I said about the leftovers, four or five hours of a show is is a, too much. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. It's not healthy. If I'm watching a show, I'm watching it to finish it. Okay, I'm not in season four of Below Deck Mediterranean because I'm going to give up. <laughs> okay, like I, I'm on. I still watch Grey's Anatomy. Okay, they'll have to pry that show from my fingers when it's over. ER was good too. I never watched ER. Other than ER like was when my mom would. ER was the show that I would watch when I came home in high school. At night, like a little drunk or high, I would I would watch uh, I would watch ER because it was just on TV. We didn't have cable, yeah. so I would just like that was the only thing on at midnight. And so I would watch the I would watch ER, and I really like was like into it. 
I, everyone is always like, if you like Grey's Anatomy, how could you not love ER? And I'm like, because I'm young and hot. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, ER was well, my mom's show, and Grey's Anatomy was mine, and now I'm still watching 19 seasons in. So, but there's there's hot people on ER. Like, they're 90s hot people. They're like not 90s hot people are the hottest people. I don't know about that. I I think so. I don't think people today are hot. Like, you get George Clooney. And that's, He's I hot. feel like it, yeah, that's like it for ER. But then Grey's Anatomy, you got McSteamy, McDreamy, Alex Karev, Ellen Pompeo, Christina Yang. Mm, yeah, you're right. Yeah, come on. that They're you're the right. sexiest cast on television. I stand by you're Grey's right. Anatomy season one, the most chemistry, the hot, hottest hotness between any cast we've ever had. The, un- the ensemble magic of season one Grey's Anatomy. Another no, show I would say... Yeah, another show I would say you can just watch season one. <laughs> really? Just watch season one and walk away. You don't need to get caught in 19 seasons like I did. <laughs> At most, the first three seasons, like once you get to Denny, you can stop. Like it, save yourself. Okay, these are good tips. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're we're coming up at the end here. I want to thank you so much for sharing your your greatest, your greatest TV greats on your list and and also allowing me to share my lack of knowledge on some shows. This has been a really just like intimate episode, just sharing my my shortfalls, my shortcomings. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate that. that you opened up to me in such an intimate way and that I could, you know, whether well, we could share our secrets, you know, yeah. it's, it's, sh- it's shameful that I haven't watched the wire and it it's is. shameful that I don't like breaking bad, but yeah. I feel like this community is a safe space for people like me who still appreciate television in a way that I think the average viewer does not, but exactly. Sometimes you just can't get into it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Sorry to Rolling Stones and all the people who are like the Sopranos is the best show of all time. I'm going to try. I'm going to try really hard. My friend, my friend, let us please text me when the season's over or even just text me midway through. I I would like to hear the update. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep getting to the part where like Tony comes home and his mom has like a Jamaican nurse and Tony's like immediately is just like, why don't you quit smoking Reefa? (laughs) (laughs) And then I just laugh so hard. I can't finish the episode. (laughs) <laughs> well, you love Reefer. Yeah, I love Reefer. So I'm just like, that's just so funny. Like, that's all I need yeah. is Sopranos. It's just Tony Soprano being like, why don't you stop smoking that Reefer? <laughs> like, what else do you need from a show? Yeah, that's true. That's but no, great. I should probably watch it with the plots and everything. But I want to thank you, Kareem. Uh, if you're out there, go follow him on TikTok so you can watch Keep the Meter Running. Go check out your, his podcast first. Uh, and then also, Out of Order, your short film, which is out now on Vice YouTube. What, where else can the people follow you? What else should they know? Uh, my real, my, my, my regular Instagram is at Kareem. The, the TikTok show is at Keep the Meter Running, but I'm also on TikTok at Kareem.Rahma and Twitter at Kareemi. Yeah. With a Y. With a Y. So get out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll tag you on all this stuff. So go follow. Go again. Watch Keep the Meter Running. I love it so much. Uh, also, I don't know what your short film is about. We don't talk about movies here. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> So go watch that on Vice YouTube. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I want to thank my wonderful, wonderful guest, Kareem Rama. Ah, 
Oh my gosh, so much TV. If you want to talk to me about some of these shows, some of the stuff we are, we're doing, you can always shoot an email, ashley at theashleyray.com. You know, shoot us something over Twitter, Instagram. Let, let us know what you think about, about what you're watching. We want to we wanna hear from you. We want your TV opinions. I'm going to give you some homework. We got a really great guest coming up. I'm going to just give you the homework. Maybe you'll figure it out. Check out Star Trek Prodigy. Maybe watch some Big Mouth. Pam and Tommy. Pam and Tommy, loved that show, loved it. You know, so maybe if you didn't watch Pam and Tommy, go check it out. Paper Girls, just throwing some things out there that that I love watching. That's your homework. Just, you know, dig around there. Uh, oh, you know, I'll say uh, watch The League, which is a show that I loved when it like aired. I was in college and didn't really watch it, thought it was kind of like a bro show. And then one day I didn't want to study for finals. So I binged the entire thing. Turns out I love The League. So, hey, maybe you will, too. Check it out. That's your homework for this week. Ah, what what a great episode. You have so much to watch. And like I said, uh, if you want to hear more, go join us on Substack TV. I say go join our Patreon at patreon.com slash TV. I say pod. Go join our discord. We're talking about all the TV. And again, we want your opinions. We'll be back next week with another episode and a very, very amazing special guest. TV. I say with Ashley Ray, another TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Sam Kiefer and produced by Amelia Chapelo. And our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TV I Say, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.